Balaji has these uh, uh, concepts of technical truth, like the diameter of a virus. It doesn't change based on your opinion. It's like a technical truth. Uh, and then also social truth, which is like, let's say, the position of your, of, of your border as a country. It's like, let's say, if the, the, the birds are flying over uh, your border, they don't know that they're flying over the border. You know, it's like they don't perceive it. Uh, but like, it's like a software in people's uh, head that they know like okay this is the the social truth uh meaning like this is like the agreed border between these countries you know so and but you it, it's a continuum it's a, like a spectrum it's not it's not binary so you could have something like in between like these uh technical truths and social truths or a combination of it let's say bitcoin is a combination of it it has a like a, it's technically backed by by math mathematics it's like cryptography and it's also has this like proof of work uh there's uh, like some decentralization you know it solves uh, like some important like math problems in game theory so it's definitely like um it has some kind of technical backing you know it's a technical truth mm -hmm. there but it's but you also need to believe in bitcoin for bitcoin to uh to to gain scale gain popularity to to appreciate in price you know so it's like a kind of interesting combination between these two poles but uh, when when uh, balaji talks about technical defense uh he means like uh, buy Bitcoin, get it off exchanges. And uh, when he calls, uh, when he thinks about uh, social defense, uh, he means like get into a crypto friendly jurisdiction. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tambodes podcast. Today we have a very uh, special guest, Jakub Shimek, a co-founder of Wezesha DAO and an author of Wisdom Enterprising. Jakub recently uh, wrote an article on Tradify Winter and its impact on uh, legacy finance. I'm excited to have him here to, today to talk about it. Um, Jakub, welcome to the show. Well, let's dive into your article. You talk about the term uh, Tradify Winter. Could you explain what... Uh, that means for our viewers who may not be familiar with it. So TradFi is like traditional finance and, <laughs> and it's kind of a play on words uh, referring to the so-called DeFi uh, summer <laughs> of 2021. <laughs> Uh, where you know you had the stimulus money in the U.S., the stimulus checks, uh, yeah. and uh, many governments were like printing money uh, and like uh, trying to help the, the economy because of the lockdowns and the COVID kind of shock, you know, the supply shock, and um, and so many people they were. <laughs> They were at home and uh, they were just like, I don't know, buying stonks uh, on Robinhood or Revolut or, mm -hmm. yeah, or like investing in Dogecoin. And, um, but you had also uh, more kind of technically, yeah, you have also like many of like these uh, DeFi, like decentralized finance protocols, like merging, working. 
uh, and uh, yeah, and actually, uh, even when the DeFi winter came, you know, later on in 2022, uh, those protocols uh, didn't fail. Like they were they were working, so the De- DeFi didn't fail. You know, like the the protocols were working. But what kind of broke was the the centralized. Um, kind of crypto uh, providers like uh, meaning like it's kind of that try to be like something like the bridge between uh, traditional finance and crypto so uh, Balaji has this uh, very important concept of like three stages of digitalization that you have the analog version then you have the scanner version and you have the digitally native version so like let's say bitcoin lightning is a, a digitally uh, native version of uh, of money bitcoin itself is also digitally uh, native version of money uh, and financial system or yeah i mean mm-hmm. crypto uh yeah, but then you can have like a like some kind of like a bridge or intermediate stage of this like scanner version. So like let's say these neo banks, uh, these like fintech companies, uh, they they provide you with the user experience of like a digitally kind of native user experience that you feel like it's immediate. You know, like you send someone let's say money through Revolut, and if you have both the same account, I mean uh, accounts at the company. You, you feel like it's like immediate you know but uh on the in the background like in the the in in, in uh, on the on the back end it's like still kind of like pony uh pony express uh slow slow snail mail kind of thing because you know, like with traditional banks it takes yeah i don't know two two days to or five days even for international transfers uh, so so if the, there is some kind of like special situation, if there is some kind of stress in the system, you know, like these kind of scanner versions of, uh, of digitalization breaks. And now we see it with traditional banking and with the central banking during like this threat five winter. <laughs> uh, but before we saw it with like these kind of um, uh, crypto companies that were like... Uh, that were acting like DeFi, but actually they were like CFI, like centralized finance, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so we, because, for example, you had some loans, uh, you had some kind of, uh, uh, yeah, th- uh, like, uh, let's say, bad investments, bad loans that actually broke broke those kind of CFI, centralized finance um uh, companies but they they marketed themselves as as crypto companies as defi companies so the defi protocols they 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 were okay like of course like these smart contracts can get hacked and they can like uh, you know there is there are many risks or you can lose your private keys and <laughs> you can call <laughs> satoshi to 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 i don't know to 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 help you with uh, unlocking your account or, or i mean your wallet uh, but uh, yeah so and there are many risks with crypto of course like crypto can be crazy and also like the prices uh, can like fluctuate and um, there is a high volatility but like the protocols itself uh, with the defi summer and also defi winter they didn't break you know uh-huh. they were like robust uh, maybe even anti-fragile you know they were robust if not anti-fragile they were definitely robust mm-hmm. but like uh, with the cfi 
uh, when there was a stress in the system, meaning like the prices uh, went down a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, crypto has this kind of cycles, like, like, uh, like uh, seasons, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, um, you know, like weather or like the, the, the year, the seasons of, of the year. So, um, yeah, you get, you get the, you yeah, know, if, if the price kind of drops a lot, uh, you, you you experience something like what the FTX uh, experienced, mm. you know, the, yeah. the assets are fine, uh, FTX is fine, uh, but then it's not, you know, it's just mm. like because it, they were, let's say, marked to, uh, they were held to maturi maturity or they were like, there were some kind of accounting tricks that... The, uh, the FTX used and also like uh, the the banks in the current crisis they used um, let's see this like held to maturity classification yeah uh, but once there is this digital bank run the the pe uh, people and customers like want to withdraw their uh, deposits and you need to sell those assets to actually um, uh, to to get cash to to pay your depositors your customers and then when you have to realize these like unrealized losses that's the the key phrase from the the current crisis that Balaji uh, wrote about and tweeted about so yeah <laughs> so to, uh, sorry sorry for a long in intro but the, like the threat by uh, threat by winter is uh, something like. Uh, the DeFi summer, but uh, but uh, opposite to it, <laughs> very <laughs> yeah, very 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 different. <laughs> I think that was a great explanation and very interesting. You also mentioned um, the possibility of a sci-fi scenario of American anarchy versus Chinese control, and you said that uh, the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan and the COVID pandemic have uncovered the possibility of uh, such. Uh, of such a scenario could you elaborate that yeah right i mean it's a it's an unfortunate scenario but it's like you know balaji has he's like tracking in his head like thousands of of graphs that are kind of like low probability events uh and low impact events currently but uh some kind of events that can go vertical you know like um like with COVID, you know, he was like very early, like I think his tweet was on 30th of January, like and and he had like very specific things that would happen, like the uh, the the masks, uh, the the lockdowns, uh, the yeah yeah I mean uh, nationalism would rise, uh, border closures, and he had like these kind of uh, things uh, on very early where people were like not paying attention to COVID or they were like okay you have like I don't know two cases in a, in a in a country or need not even it didn't even arrive to your country so you were like who cares you know it's just mm -hmm. like let's let's watch TikTok you know like why why <laughs> be bothered and so this is a uh, like this is a kind of a like a similar pred prediction in a way that uh, Balaji when he sees like he's like this uh, uh, his favorite. Uh, quote one of the favorite uh, ones is the only paranoids uh, survive you know so it's like uh, he says that this is the opposite of the Lindy effect or the the, the Lindy kind of thing you know like uh, Lindy this is something what Talib uses a lot like let's say if you have uh, like a 
like a cup or a chair, or if you have an institution that lasted, let's say, for 200 years, then you can expect that expect that it will last for another 200 years. You know, like if let's say a chair uh, was with us for uh, like few thousands of years, or I don't know, you know, that, so that nobody will innovate much on a chair. It will be another thousands of years with us, you know. But if there yeah. is, let's say. Uh, a band uh, like a music band that is popular for uh, one year you can maybe expect it to be popular for another year but you can kind of extrapolate that since this band is popular this this year or this singer is popular this year it will be popular also in 10 years you you never yes. know you know but but you can kind of you know it's like this is kind of like the the lindy effect or lindy heuristic it's quite nice so if you say like the u.s uh the USA is here for I don't know 300 years or or what's that? <laughs> I should I should get my dates straight. But okay, so 200 plus years, 300 years. Uh, you know, it might uh, be with us another 300 years. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So <clears throat> sorry, but uh, but uh, the opposite of this uh, Lindy effect is the the saying only paranoids survive. And you have uh, you have also some examples of it. So, for example, people were using horses for thousands of years, and then suddenly, in a couple of years, the horses were gone from the cities. You know, and you had like uh, you know because and the, the the horse manure kind of problem was solved for a while. Yeah, uh, you know, you had cars. You know, so imagine you, there were like thousands of years there were like horses and all these jobs around horses. You know. Uh, and suddenly that you get an automobile you have you have a car and it solves uh one problem of horse manure but then it creates other problems of i don't know uh petrol <laughs> petrol do- also but also petrol dollar uh, petrol dollar and uh, i don't know wars in the middle east and uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, but like, uh, but this is like a good example of the only paranoid sur- survive. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. Going back to your question, sorry. Can you, can you maybe repeat it again? Uh, yeah. Uh, just asking, like. Um... The scenario, the sci-fi scenario of American right, anarchy, the right? American anarchy. Yeah, sorry. Well, Chinese, so, okay. Chinese control. So yeah, right. So uh, okay, it's like a near future sci-fi scenario where imagine like what's happening in uh, some blue cities, but especially San Francisco, where you have like a strange kind of uh, mixture of like anarcho tyranny. So you have. Uh, anarchy uh for the the criminals like they can walk scot-free they can shoplift like i don't know below 950 dollars or they can break into cars and mm-hmm. and kind of uh, they are not punished uh but uh, let's say uh, an uber driver that is parking incorrectly or overstays uh and he gets like a parking f- uh, fine uh, of i don't know 60 dollars or 100 dollars you know so it's like uh, excessive punishment for like the ordinary working class even like immigrant let's say uber driver or people 
regular people, but then you have like, uh, let's say, uh, drug addicts uh, and also criminals that are like uh, robbing people or like bothering people and also like stealing from people and they are not being punished. So this is like, um, uh, biology calls this like anarcho-tyranny uh kind of example uh and then it can be abstracted uh as a uh, as a case of a bad regulator so the opposite of a smart regulator like the smart regulator bans bad actors and uh, gives like star ratings to good actors like i don't know customers providers partners like it could be like uber imagine uber and and the key is like the the uh, the possibility of exit so you uh, you know these like smart regulators are checked by the exit so you uh, by the possibility of exit so you you can you can download uh, Uber or here in Europe, you have Bolt uh, and Uber or you, in the US, you have Lyft and Uber. So uh, you can have like more, more, more competition like many, many other companies. So, um, yeah, so but with American anarchy, uh, imagine like something like uh, hmm, the summer of 2020, the, the BLM uh, riots plus mm -hmm. the January 6th. Uh, riots and uh, imagine it like all the time or like much more like thousand x uh, more intense uh, or frequent you know yeah. or both you know so uh, or it can be kind of like a low level kind of but you know like the crime in South Africa you know something like that but if it's like in the US uh, you know the country might 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 break you know something mm -hmm. like that uh, you know so it can get like progressively worse uh that's like one scenario but another one is like this digital death scenario what where it can be actually quite sudden you know like nobody expected like these like blm riots but they happened and they you know uh and the the, the police response wasn't there uh much so mm -hmm. and yeah, no, and this this uh, this this is the 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 American anarchy scenario, like a future uh, future sci-fi scenario, and China's control is kind of uh, a future sci-fi scenario where there is a kind of like a att attempted coup uh, uh, in China. Mm -hmm. The Chinese would believe that it's uh, like it was like Western sponsored or inspired or even di uh, directed, and they would. Uh, uh, again, enhance these kind of trends that are already present in current China, like uh, towards more nationalism and kind of uh, socialism, like uh, and uh, uh, and while they are like currently away, or they they uh, they went uh, uh, the opposite direction as like I don't know ten years ago or twenty years ago, where they were more uh, embracing uh, like international capitalism like internationalism and capitalism and now they're more embracing like nationalism and socialism so like if you are imagining like a, a political compass so you know they were before like more into this like i don't know uh more embracing like this internationalism globalism and also capitalism and they are like now being more militaristic and imagine like these tendencies but again like 10 10x or 100x more because if there is some kind of like coup attempt uh, in China, they would like get into this like they they would have like these digital lockdowns or like you know this like uh, all all these like 
existing tendencies that are within the society they would like get multiplied and uh, exacerbated and like 10x uh, or or more uh, stronger so that's like uh, this this scenario and you don't want to be in either one you don't want to experience american anarchy and be close to it and you also don't want like uh, uh, chinese control uh because it's like yeah it's very difficult to escape and to have like a civil society but you want something like uh what Balaji calls like international intermediate so like let's say countries like india uh singapore uh it could be even like kenya you know or some i don't know some visegrad four he's also mentioning some countries like in central or eastern europe uh where you you want to be like uh, uh like what the 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 non-alignment movement once was you know like where the in india was uh, quite strong so he thinks like uh, uh, in this century it will be like the third world will become the first world, you know. So it will uh, it will be like a, a reversal. So you 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 know uh, you would you you want something like uh, the uh, the aligned uh, not not the non-aligned movement but the, the aligned movement uh, and aligned because of uh, Web three and crypto, you know, like uh, uh, open uh, global protocols. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, uh, that's uh, definitely definitely something to think about because uh, we might get uh, chaotic half measures of digital lockdowns attempts at uh, digital currency, CBDC and course CBDCs and digital withdrawal from the fiat system. And uh, maybe social media would be uh, American glasnost and cryptocurrencies, American perestroika. Uh, but uh, well, let's move forward. Uh, you also uh, talk about the importance of technical defense and uh, social defense. Maybe can you explain what you you meant by that? Yeah, so Balaji has these uh, uh, concepts of technical truth, like the diameter of a virus. It doesn't change based on your opinion. It's like a technical truth, uh, and then also social truth, which is like let's say the position of your of, of your border as a country. It's like let's say if the the, the birds are flying over uh, your border, they don't know that they are flying over the border. You know, it's like they don't perceive it, uh, but like it's like a software in people's uh, head that they know like okay this is the the social truth uh, meaning like this is like the agreed border between these countries you know so and but you it's a continuum it's a, like a spectrum it's not it's not binary so you could have something like in between like these uh, technical truths and social truths or a combination of it let's say bitcoin is a combination of it it has a like a, it's technically backed by by math mathematics it's like cryptography and it's also has this like proof of work uh there's uh, like some decentralization you know it solves uh, like some important like math problems in game theory so it's definitely like um it has some kind of technical backing you know it's a technical truth mm -hmm. there but is but you also need to believe in bitcoin for bitcoin to uh to to gain scale gain popularity to to appreciate in price you know so it's like a kind of interesting combination between these two poles but uh when when uh, balaji talks about technical defense uh 
he means like <laughs> uh, buy Bitcoin, get it off exchanges. And uh, when he calls, uh, when he thinks about uh, social defense, uh, he means like get into a crypto friendly jurisdiction because now. Um, Okay, so this is these are these two like buy crypto, get it off exchanges, and move to a, a crypto friendly jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And the first thing like buy crypto and get it off exchanges is the technical defense, uh, like hold your private keys locally. Yeah. And the social defense is uh, move mm -hmm. to a crypto friendly jurisdiction because if you are like a Bitcoin uh, maxi, as we are all like uh, in the current days, we are all Bitcoin maximalists now. And if you are uh, in a in a place where they hate like tech techno uh, technology, when they hate tech progressivism, or when where they hate tech bros or let's say crypto bros, uh, you might not. Um, yeah, uh, it's not enough. <laughs> you might, not, you, you yeah, you you might experience a hard time, you know. And of course, like I mean, it's uh, also Arthur Hayes, like uh, at the, uh, when he was speaking to the bank bankless guys on on their podcast, he was also saying like. Okay, let's, Bitcoin is like virtual oil for him, you know, so it's like you, you don't need to buy barrels of oil like to store your, I don't know, store your, preserve your wealth, but you have like uh, Bitcoin is like the abstraction of it, but you also don't, you probably don't want to drive a Lambo in a neighborhood that it is experiencing uh, economic uh, pain and suffering and some like... Um, High cost of inflation, <laughs> cost of living rising rapidly, and you are driving in your Lambo, so you might not, <laughs> you, you might, you might not uh, last long in that neighborhood. So uh, that's like the second part uh, of of uh, of social, social defense. defense. So maybe you know, basically, it's ideally just like don't, yeah. Don't don't buy expensive cars or or anything like uh, that. Don't don't stick out. Uh, uh, but it's also like maybe you you if you have uh, measure. I mean, if you have possibility uh, of it, you can move like into a, a crypto friendly jurisdiction. Uh, which uh, let's say in, within the U.S. it might be like okay, you choose Miami over San Francisco. That's kind of like uh, obvious, or some other other places that are uh, crypto friendly. Uh, but internationally, it would be like Singapore or uh, Dubai, uh, United Arab Emirates, Dubai, right? Um, some other places. Yeah, yeah, maybe oh. some like like Palau or something. Yeah. Or they could come to Africa, Central African Republic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right but i don't know i mean they're the uh, yeah could it could be i mean at least uh, uh yeah they 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 could uh, study the country you know because if the there's the second country that uh, that has bitcoin right like uh, el salvador but okay sorry i i forgot to mention el salvador would be probably also like a, like a good choice uh and and you are actually correct which is interesting um because on our uh, on our time zone, I'm not sure. Okay, we have Dubai. Like it's not the same time zone, but it's like uh, it's kind of close by. So it's actually mm, yeah. I mean, in Asia, even like now the Hong Kong, which is yeah. under China, but they are trying to get the the crypto uh, crypto bros <laughs> uh, to to about, invest there. Yeah. What about Honduras? 
Honduras also, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, it's like one thing that the country is like thinking about it or like embracing Bitcoin, but I think you need to have like um, a leadership that is capable of, let's say, providing security and um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, security for, for, for their people and kind of like... Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. El Salvador could be could be an option, but uh, like interestingly, like this is like important with uh, because of remote work and uh, also because of crypto. And after COVID, you know, you 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 can uh, do these like uh, longitudinal arbitrage, as Balaji calls it. So you could like I don't know, you know, you could work from Nigeria for a Norwegian company, you know, because the time zones are if not exactly the same they're very very similar actually with nigeria uh, i believe it's like the same actually time uh, the same time now is in nigeria as, as in slovakia so but uh, uh, so you could do this like longitudinal arbitrage and i think this is uh, not so many countries like are woken up to this fact uh, so and if you have like i don't know united arab emirates uh, you know they can uh, you know, uh, they can occupy like the whole, uh, they can be like the central hub, like for all this like technological talent, you know, now even like Saudi Arabia <laughs> tries to like, I don't know, uh, position itself as like, I don't know, the, just attracting some technological talent there. And I don't know, within Africa, it could be, I don't know, it could be Rwanda even potentially, uh, uh, Kenya, it could be Mauritius probably you know like some places like this i I, i'm not sure but like actually uh, one yeah actually in africa like five countries are already or six countries uh say we uh it's legal i mean crypto is legal bitcoin is legal there is no ban completely Mm -hmm. like uh the trading is allowed and uh yeah it's not like uh, in china where it's banned like uh you cannot do any any crypto uh, transaction or uh, you cannot mine but in we have Kenya, like which is kind of legal. Uh, we have South Africa. Uh, we have Central African Republic, and uh, yeah, and some other two countries uh, I can't remember um, quite quite well. And then we have um, also some uh, implicit ban, whereby there is not that too much. Uh, and then we have those countries which have they are uncertain, you know. Uh, Still, they they don't know if it's, it's it's right to do it or not. Just like Tanzania, so yeah. But uh, yeah, like those five countries which are legal, yeah, people could move. I mean, yeah. Recently, actually, we in Kenya now we have some regulation being drafted. Actually, they are, they are already drafted on cryptocurrency. Right now, uh, it's regulated. Um, like um, those uh, companies who, who would like to uh, to do. To do that business of cryptocurrency in Kenya, they have uh, to do, um, of course, the KYC of their customers and, uh, you know, and uh, the investment that you put in crypto, uh, you have to, to note it down. And uh, whenever you, you sell, you have to note it down so that you can do taxes at the end. And I think the taxes, I don't know, it's uh, 1.5% uh, yeah, um, of that. So... Yeah, still, still we are in the early stages. Uh, there's some part of that uh, regulation which is not favorable, but uh, yeah, at least it's a good way. It's not a ban from our side. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but the the percentage is sounds sounds good because, like, for example, in Hungary, you know, our neighboring country, I think the the tax is like fifteen percent, but in Slovakia, it's like uh, more than thirty percent because it's like uh, it's cra <clears throat> crazy crazy high, you know, because it's like uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not specifically for crypto, but it, they they are treating crypto like uh, I don't know some other income uh, like I don't know if you are renting out a flat or something and you have to even pay like a health insurance for it you know, so <laughs> in case your your bitcoin gets sick or something I don't know it's crazy so uh, yeah I mean definitely if you have like one point something percent but what could be uh, like our advice to someone <laughs> if there is like <laughs> head head of state or some official listening uh, like <laughs> it would be funny but yeah but i know you know like a balaji kind of uh, since uh, we we started to do daily balajisms like uh, writing articles and like posting it on twitter and and doing podcasts so uh, balaji is aware of us so like if he's aware of us maybe someone from some other places in the world might get yeah. um, one idea or two so like we would uh, suggest uh, actually this friend of mine Uri Bednar he suggested like uh, bitcoin should be like like tax-free like it's like um, it's like gold you know like at least in Slovakia you don't you know you you don't pay taxes on gold like if it appreciates uh, or, or something you know if you if you are selling it or something uh, okay I need to double check this like how it's in other countries but uh, but uh, this would be like <laughs> we are all Bitcoin maximalists now so let's say you would like, you would treat Bitcoin as a digital gold and it would be like tax free you know like mm -hmm. because um, uh, especially if you want to attract like this kind of community because uh, it's like one thing they like they they feel it's like a hassle to to calculate uh, how much you know like yeah. how much it appreciated and how what did you sell it what did you buy it for what did you sell it for and uh, mostly they are just like holding it you know hodling but if they i don't know if they transact something how you know they just like don't want to be bothered with <laughs> yeah with, with tax returns but i think okay it makes kind of sense uh but uh like let's say generally with like web3 yeah it could be like text uh but like um but like with uh, some reasonable fair amount, like, I don't know, 10% or something like that. Or if you say like 1%, okay, maybe 1% is better than 10, but like 5% or something like um, like that. Uh, but I think even what, what could be even like better way how to do it, probably it would be like some kind of like subscription fee, you know, or some kind of like a license, like an annual license. And then this way you don't need to like declare like how much you own, you know, it's like you are protecting your privacy as uh, let's say if you want to attract some like um, uh, crypto bros or let's say some uh, for foreigners like tech talents to your country and probably you could have like some kind of like annual license and get the money through through these like some kind of like a citizen subscription fee that would be like one one idea you know but bitcoin like tax-free and let's say crypto the other cr cryptocurrencies like text uh you know some like i don't know 10 percent or lower 
and uh, and maybe another approach would be like uh, some kind of license so you pay directly you know you just pay like an annual license uh, to operate as a digital nomad or some you know like a digital nomad visa or something and it's uh, and it's covered within that you know so hmm. you pay the license the government gets the license uh, i mean the, the the proceeds from the the subscription fee and uh, and they can track how many digital nomads they have, uh, who pays the, the the for for this kind of visa, and you just let the let those people be like so they don't need to submit like some tax taxes and especially for security purposes because uh, yeah KYC as you also mentioned is uh, important in some cases but like uh, Balaji uh, likes to invert premises uh, and what he th uh, thinks is that. Uh, basically a privacy over KYC you know as we also discussed before like in the 90s in uh, Slovakia um, or even in Russia and some other places you know sometimes like organized crime they knew how much you have in your bank which is yeah. not good you know they may be bothering you you know so uh, you know this is like if the governments can't secure their servers and if they can't secure their data uh, they probably shouldn't be collecting the, the, the data. You know, they you you could with uh, crypto, you could have like uh, zero knowledge proofs. Like you can just selectively disclose like what you need, what information you you need. Like um, and uh, it's technically it could be or it's it is possible. So like I think this is like a new paradigm. So uh, yeah, yeah, but of course, like uh, if you get like digital uh, nomads, you would uh, you would know who they are. So you have the KYC, and even like Palau, you know, Balaji had a. Um, president on Palau on his podcast the network state podcast and they are like merging the the the, the uh, KYC and the crypto uh, and like the the like digital nomad ID or e-residence with actually on chain there so they are putting the e-residence on chain Mm. And I think this is the way so you just basically you can copy what the Palau did and uh, provide some kind of uh, what the Palau did, what Croatia did, like for digital nomads, you can copy just like this best kind of uh, good uh, good practices, and uh, just like think about some uh, like uh, next level kind of thing, like think about it as a subscription uh, for your netizens, you know, like so you invite the digital nomads and they pay like an annual subscription and you don't bother them with uh, like some. Uh, digital, uh, some tax returns. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's well put, Jakub. And um, I think once Bitcoin becomes the de facto um, new global reserve currency, we will also see the emergence of three types of uh, jurisdiction, fiat states, Bitcoin-only states, and crypto states. And it's important to be in a crypto-friendly jurisdiction, as you say, during these times of uh, uh, fiat upheaval. Up but uh, you also mentioned in the in the in the article the concept of uh, matcha lords. Could you maybe elaborate uh, on that uh, further? Yeah. Okay. So just like to conclude. Okay. With these three types of jurisdictions, like after uh, if this central bank uh, banking crisis and de-dollarization trend continues and materializes. 
uh, you would get also within these fiat uh, states or jurisdictions uh, it would kind of mean like uh, <laughs> the private citizens are are banned from owning bitcoin so only government owns the bitcoin and they issue fiat you know so like backed by uh, bitcoin so, but then you would have like the Bitcoin maxi kind of state where it's just only Bitcoin, Bitcoin Lightning, you know, maybe Monero, something, but they would be like distru distrusting the traditional finance, the TradFi uh, from the previous era. So they would be like, just like, live simply, you know, save money uh, by Bitcoin, something, you know, like um, Islamic banking, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, so there are countries like, you know, that... The Islamic banking only countries and so this could be something similar like uh, like the similar idea here you know like uh, let's say other crypto and also threat five would be haram uh, in this case uh, so and then there would be like uh, crypto uh, friendly countries like uh, or web3 friendly countries where you could uh, be like there would be all these like polycoins you know yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. like i don't know like guessing like as also liking uh, solana and bitcoin and other other <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> even dutch even dutch coins sometimes you know just for fun you know so yeah. yeah, so you you would have these three types of jurisdictions, but it's just like a prediction by Balaji. You know, he is making this uh, a, a lot, but it, I mean, kind of makes sense. You know, um, so but you, it's not like certain that it will materialize or when it will uh, happen. Yeah. And uh, and with your like marcher uh, marcher uh, lords kind of metaphor, it's like. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched much of uh, the the Game of Thrones, maybe like the last <laughs> two seasons or something. But it's uh, you know there is this like uh, King's Landing and then there yeah. is Winterfell, you know. Winterfell, yeah. So and the Winterfell is like the 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 good illustration of these martial lords that are on the border of an empire. So and uh, like more abstractly, you can think about like. Um, uh, like a membrane or a border where like two ecosystems meet you know so uh, where you actually where also the innovation can happen because uh, you know you you are affected by the civilization but you are also in contact with the nature and in contact with enemies or frenemies or the barbarian virus contact uh, context sorry and so you you are in touch with reality, basically. So that's like uh, that's the concept of uh, martial lords. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh... And in in connection uh, with the with this topic, yeah, I mean, it's like you basically, yeah, it could be like this crypto to fiat bridges, uh, but it's also like. Uh, yeah, I mean, people who so, have uh, like, who uh, haven't lost the contact uh, contact, uh, contact with reality. So in this context, could be like martial lords guard the border of civilization, but are not fully domesticated by it, and are thus on a periphery of ecosystem. And uh, this is also where innovation happen in this, uh, say, winter of traditional finance. Uh, we let a hundred crypto friendly zone bloom. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. This is this was because, uh, yeah, that's like the positive note. Like, so the threadfi winter actually might uh, 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 might uh, create hundred uh, crypto friendly jurisdictions because, uh, yeah, because uh, when the when the 
plane crashes the the traditional finance uh uh train crashes or something like you you hit the the glass you break the glass and you decentralize you hit the button you know the brake and mm-hmm. you you decentralize as martin uh, luther did once with his reformation so this is also like a, a decentralization and but you eventually want to re-centralize over some kind of like smart regulators some smart jurisdictions so it's not all it's not about like crypto anarchy but it's about crypto civilization you know so yeah um, but even crypto anarchy is better than uh, anarcho tyranny says balaji you know but you you want also let's say some yeah, smart jurisdiction like uh, it could be like like crypto friendly jurisdiction like dubai you know but it's not like crypto anarchy but it's something like uh uh on a uh, on a on a way to uh, crypto civilization some some kind of jurisdiction that is progressively getting getting better and like more more into into web3 yeah well uh, that's a very uh, uh... A great conclusion on this topic. Thank you, Jakub, for sharing your insights uh, on traditional uh, our TradeFi winter and the uh, impact it will have on um, uh, legacy finance. We have a lot to think about. Yeah, thank you. It was a great conversation and I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Take care. Uh, thank you, too, and thanks for always showing up on Tambodes podcast. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed the, the conversation with Yakub Shimek. Please don't forget to subscribe. Give this episode a thumbs up and uh, be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, this is Duke Kuntambo and don't forget to do good always.